Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation is no conversation. We're just hanging out. And I want to tell a lot of the guys that visit the channel. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for commenting, hanging out, right? Sharing the post. Liking the podcast, no matter what platform that we're on. Um, we can be found on YouTube, of course. We can be found on Apple. We can be found on Spotify. We can be found on Anchor. Appreciate the love, right? Also, I, I want to say this right now, you know, being that I'm talking about platforms, let, let me say this real quick, right? If you get the opportunity, I want you guys to check out a film. And the name of the film is called The Users. I want you to check it out. Now, now here, here's the story about this film, right? My partner made this film. He's the director. <laughs> so, you know, man, I'm telling you, it's just a crazy thing, man. Shout out to the city of Detroit. We're making moves. We're making strides. It's just... Uh, you know, when you watch a movie, that movie hit different when you know the person that directed it, right? So that's not, you know. I had a cousin, though, right? Check this out. I had a cousin that he used to go on tour with um, Tyler Perry, right? Tyler Perry had a... Uh, Medea goes to jail. He had a play. And he would go from city to city, of course, and... You know, Tyler Perry has always been doing his thing on a grassroots level before he even made it big. But he already made it to an extent where he was already nationwide known. He was famous. And I had a cousin, you know, he used to go on tour with him and he used to play the role of a pimp with Tyler Perry. And that's a feeling, right? That's a that's a tremendous feeling when you see your people's on stage. We used to go down to the Fox, right? And go check him out in Detroit, right? He come to the Fox, you know, Tyler Perry. And then, you know, we go support, you know, cuz, you know. It, it's another kind of feeling, though, when you got a partner that you know from the mud. You know what I'm saying? From the west side. That directing a film. Right? That That's a... Uh, that's, that's something, man. You know, that that's something. There's so many decisions we could have made with our life in the city of Detroit we can go the wrong way we can go the right way it's just um you know especially being from his neighborhood he's from Seven Mile I'm from Plymouth so there's a lot of decisions that got to be made on a day-to-day basis to make sure that you get past the speed bumps and the landmines so if you just got the opportunity it's on tuba if you're not familiar with tuba tuba is giving Netflix a run, right? Um, so I suspect with Tuba and Peacock, right? And it's like one more app, right? Let me see. Tuba, Peacock, and uh, man, I can't think of the last one. It's another app. My kids love this app. Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah, it's a way that they can still see Wild and Out, you know. My, they like that wild and out show it's it maybe it'll come to me right but there's a lot of free apps is what i'm trying to get to and 
It looks like in the next 10 years, cable television to be out of business. I, I don't see it working out. It's just, I don't see it. So, I'm proud of the brother. And I got another partner who's created a super PAC for political means. And again, I got cousins in the business and I got a partner that's a director. And that's crazy to me. You know, that that's a... Uh, that's a very cool thing. I got another partner. He's um, he's doing um, what you call it's not preaching, but um, like motivational speaking. And the book writers and they become book authors. That's a big deal when you're from Detroit because you can do so many other things. We can get involved in right. It's just good to see people point out a target and then go after it. Right. So. Again, you know, if you can check out the users, it's on Tuba. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And then um, if it be at all possible, you know, please come back and drop a comment about what you think about the movie now. There is something I do want to talk about very quickly, right? Um, I was watching Jamar's podcast, right? And... Um, I'm looking at Jamar's podcast and his special guest is Tariq Nasheed, right? And the the questions that Jamar had, it was kind of weird to me. They were talking about foundational black Americans and what does that mean? And Jamar gave a little background on his genealogy about how he kept going back in his gene pool and he figured out that his greatest, his great, baby, let me say it this way, his three-time grandfather, he's from Ghana. Kind of shocked everybody. They was going back in the gene pool and they kept going back, going back. And it was like, man, he's really from, like, okay. So he figured out where he's from. He was trying to see where does he fit as far as foundation of black Americans. And he was talking to Tariq, and Tariq was kind of explaining to him, which he did a very good job, right? Tariq Nasheed did a very good job trying to explain to him, you know, what's going on with foundational black Americans. So Jamal was like, yo, it's kind of hard to figure this out and figure that out. And Tariq was like, no, actually, it's easy. And I agree with Tariq Nasheed. Even for myself, when I was going back in my family line to the plantation, boom, that was the easiest thing to find out. Now, my family is a little different, right? Because it was always, my family was different to the extent that my uncles used to go visit the plantation that my family is from. It was like a kind of like a, to me, I would consider that a weird thing. Like, yeah, we go down to the plantation just to yada yada. And I thought that was weird because that's something I didn't want to get involved in. I was like, yo, to go to the big house. Like, nah, bro. But they'd go to the slave quarters and, it's all there. It's all in Greene County, Alabama. It's all there, right? In fact, to add insult to injury, the uh, the plantation that my family's from it it converted to a uh, like a bed and breakfast place, right? It, it's kind of weird. It's it's weird, but that's the easiest thing to track down in history, especially if you got your father's name right and. The majority of our people are named after plantations, right? I still got, I got a plantation name. So that was like, that was easy to go back and find, all right, my granddad's granddad, granddad, okay, boom, here's the plantation. And then once you find a plantation, right, if you 
This is how I kind of did it. Once you find a plantation that your family is from, once you see that's going to connect you with the owner, right? The owner, and I'm going to let you guys in on a bit of history that they never talk about. That owner that owned your family, once you find a plantation, he had to pay taxes on your family, right? Because you was property. He had You was livestock. Just like he had horses and chickens and all that, he had to pay taxes on the property. Not only that, he did inventory, right? So you can kind of see everything and everybody and how things went on that plantation. But but here's what I want to say as well. Here's another here's another jewel. Once you find a man that own your family, right? In my case, I can't say this might be in your case. In my case, you can keep going back to his father, to his father, to his father, till you can see the first purchase of slaves, right? And then see where those people came from. That's how we did. That's how I did. And let me say it that way. I don't know if it may work like that for you because in my case, right? My family had many owners, but it was the same family. I don't know if I got lucky with that in history or not. And when I mean lucky, I mean, I'm using that word loosely to say that it was easy for me to do a genealogy because, you know, in history, they say, oh, okay, your family was sold to this guy and sold to that guy and sold to that guy. Like, because Roots, right? We watch Roots and it messes up. We thought Roots was a real piece of history until we found out it wasn't. Alex Haley got sued. It wasn't a real thing. But going back to the point, what happened in my family's case is that we were wheeled from one father to a son and then from one son to another son. And the split would come about in my family's case when this wheeled included four sons, this generation, and the next generation, it may include five sons. And now you're willing you're willing these slaves to your children. This is how they're splitting. And then you have one son have one ambition in Mississippi. Another son, he has an ambition in Florida. And in my case, the son had an ambition in Alabama. But they all coming from the Carolinas. So it was like we only was owned by one family. Right. So now going back to listen to Tariq. Now, she. He was trying to explain this kind of quickly to Lord Jamar. He's like, yo, the easiest thing to do is find your family in the plantation. Like, that's easy. The easiest thing for any black American to do is go back to the 1870. This brings me to another point. Because Lord Jamar said, well, he kind of felt like the foundation of black American whole concept is divisive. I finally came to the realization that. Black Americans should have a different name, right? This dawned on me maybe 15 years ago. Maybe 15 years ago, I remember being in New York. I remember going to Jersey City, Jersey. And there's a real kind of ethnic vibe when you're on that East Coast, right? And... um when you go to those parties, you really see flags of ethnicity. You see the Jamaican flag. You see the Trinidad flag. You see whatever island you can think of, whatever place that blacks are from, 
Globally, you would see them in New York, if not New York, Jersey City, Jersey. Detroit setup is a little different, right? We have, um, we got pockets of different ethnicities, but we don't have spots where we go to as a whole and everybody parties here together. They kind of got that on the East Coast where they have clubs that's, the club is hitting so hard. They got Puerto Ricans in there. They got Trinidadians in there. They got people from Belize in there. It's like it pops like that. And then the DJs pop accordingly. Like they play a couple hip hop songs. Then it's like this reggae. Song. It's the whole vibe is what I'm trying to say. Right. At that point, I knew black Americans needed a different kind of title. Because my partner is from Jersey. And even though we're both black, his genealogy takes him to Jamaica. He's Jamaican. So he he got the he rocks with the Jamaican flag and that's him and his cousins. And then I got a, another partner. He's Dominican. But we all are black. But they kind of do that different. When you go to the clubs, yo, somebody from the West Coast may not get it, but People from the East Coast know what I'm talking about. Like, it's different. It's like, it's everybody's different. This cat is West Indies, this cat. And it's like Black Americans is kind of like, we're the all-inclusive group. But not in each individual group. But there's nothing that identifies us to point out our legacy. You know, that's why I don't even buy the term African-American. So I say, you know, when I talk about myself, I say I identify as a black American descendant of the plantation because I descended from a plantation, right? And then there may be other black Americans, because this is a big thing now that everybody's Indian, that they were always free people as far as they know and they looked up and they researched. So, I would be different than them. I'm from this place, I'm a descendant of the plantation and this guy may be a free black and this person may, it's like we need not saying that we don't have enough titles, but it might not possibly hurt if we had more titles to identify different plights and areas of where your line come from. Right. So going back to the whole podcast thing, though, right. That interview with Lord Jamar and Tariq was unique because it looks like Lord Jamar was trying to find something to. Trip up Tariq But Tariq is kind of He's a little bit more slicker He's chill He's kind of He got one position He's just going to stay on that one square But Umar's name came up Right And They were talking about how Tariq was once known for clowning Umar And then There was some type of show I guess Umar At the time I didn't know He went on to Jamar's podcast as well So okay boom now I go watch the Umar and Jamar's podcast. It was a weird interview, right? They're talking about the school. They're talking about donors. Umar is talking about it took him six years and it's still going to get this school built and running. And it was like it was some type of timetable that Jamar was on that he was trying to figure out, like, what was taking Umar so long? So Umar was like, yo, all my donors know what's popping and that's who kind of need to know. If you're not a donor, you kind of don't need to know. Like, it's not a real big deal. And me personally, right, with me donating 
to different causes. If I give somebody 20 or 30 bucks for something, I don't consider myself a donor. Like I just, that's just 20, 30 bucks. That's not even a big deal. You know what I mean? Not just, that's how I kind of look at it. I look at donors as someone that broke the $500 mark. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they $500 in and it looks like that Jamar was baiting Umar into an argument and he got what he wanted. Now, Jamar is a person that I'm familiar with him through not brand Nubian, through Vlad show. You know, he used to be a guest on DJ Vlad show before this whole boycott thing of Vlad. And DJ Vlad, being a colored man, skunk of the planet Earth, had Jamar on there as a guest. And it's like Vlad platform doesn't necessarily show original people in the best light because it's kind of like from hip-hop world and it's like uh there's like b-list artists that he kind of entertained and he interviewed and these b-list artists come from humble beginnings and they have some challenges in their life and he kind of focuses on the challenges he kind of focused on the violence he kind of focused on the drug dealing aspect of their life that what they came from so he kind of has a platform that if you're looking for a model citizen let me say it that way maybe that's the best way to say it if you're looking for a model citizen dj vlad platform is not where you go to see an original man that's a model citizen right it, it normally goes it normally swings the other way this is what jamar used to always be at and he used to kind of say things on his show, I mean, because you're dealing with the skunk of the planet Earth running down the original man, but kind of on a sly way. And then there's certain things that Jamar was saying that it kind of didn't make sense to me. Like he would go out of the way to say things like Floyd Mayweather Jr. needs a tutor or or the amount of money that Floyd Mayweather Jr. has is nothing to people with real money. So, okay, now let's go back. Nobody knows how much money Floyd Mayweather Jr. has. Nobody knows what he's worth. Just because we could do a quick Google search, that don't mean nothing. Nobody knows what nobody is getting. You can get a good publicist, and they can put some stuff out to make anybody look like a billionaire, a two-time billionaire, a three-time billionaire. That, that's not really hard to do. So nobody knows the kind of wealth that he has. But let's just say, let's say this. In my estimate, anybody with $200 million... It's the same person as someone with $2 billion. Because once your money is just on a computer, it's just on a computer. It don't really mean that. It's not, it, you don't really have it on you. Nobody has no real liquid. But there's nothing that a guy that has a billion or two billion can buy that a guy with 200 million can't buy in the United States. It just, not in the United States. You, you're like on the same level, right? Shaq can live next door to Bill Gates. That's a reality. But the fact that he was trying to, he, that was a weird way to talk about somebody earning to say Floyd Mayweather Jr. don't have no money compared to people with money. What do you mean by that? Money is just money, bro. He, he, anytime you got enough funds to, you can have access for your children to go to Harvard. That's the 1% you're wealthy. You're rich, bro. 
Once you live in super, super affluent areas, that's it, bro. You, I, I don't know. Once you 1%, you 1%. I will say this, right? Because we don't have no title. They're just having a conversation. We're talking. The community got to watch out for Jamal. That's why I said all that to say this. You got to watch out for Jamal. I don't know about this guy. Right? He's coming from a platform with a person that you learn the ways of dividing people up and conquering people up and all the time. Right? It's okay to have a conversation about somebody's position, but for a man to position himself or to advertise himself like he has the knowledge of self, we could talk about religious differences or we could talk about differences that based on ideology that's cool because that's what i do on this platform when we start talking about other original men and say well whoop de whoop need a tutor and we on somebody's platform that don't look like us i have to look at this person like okay that that looks weird to me he's having an interview with umar and in the interview with umar umar says Dr. Umar says, listen, bro, I want to invite you and the sister to come down and walk through the school and visit the school yourself. I want you to look at it and see it. And Jamal was like, yeah, that's cool. But he elected to talk about his father-in-law school and how maybe I can plug you in and get you to talk to him. And like his school was taking too long. We all know in manhood. Just manhood. If somebody's building a car and they're getting help to build a car, just let them build a car. The blueprint is in their mind. I've seen people like Umar. The blueprint is in his mind. And when you have a man with a blueprint in his mind, he's just going to do it like he see it in his mind. Because that's the way he see it. He That's the way he sees it. It's his vision and he want his vision to work out like he see it. Not like you see it. Dig this. I got a homegirl. We came up the mud together, right? Junior high, the whole nine. She had like, um, she's like a pro-black sister, though. <laughs> she's like a pro-black sister. She had to get together at a park on the west side of Detroit. She follows Umar on... One of his social network handles. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Umar said that he was in Detroit. Right? She texted him. She don't know him now. She don't know the guy. She texted him the location and dropped the pin to where she was at and said it'd be great if you could come out and hang out with us. They had the park. They had some type of black conscious thing going on and they just building and hanging out and they're cooking and they got the grill out there and you know how we do it right Umar pops up stays there he came like him and another person he took about 15 to 25 pictures shook everybody hand dapped everybody hand got him a plate and he bounced that says a lot. Of, I don't know, but that says a lot about a dude character to me. 
that says a lot about a dude's character to me. Now, he don't know you from nowhere. You follow this guy. He's on Instagram. We see him on YouTube. You message him because you see he's in the city of Detroit and he pulls up on you. We got to be selective about who we trying to turn out. <laughs> you know, I, I joke about Umar. But I'm not tearing that brother down. Not him. We could joke about anybody. But tearing somebody down? We got to be careful with the jokes. Nah, not him. You can almost know every answer he's going to give when he's talking about our people. He is really unapologetically black. If anybody is, do this. Let me know if I'm tripping, family. I want you guys, yo, I want you to check out. Check out that Yada Mean podcast with Tariq. He's talking about foundational black Americans. Then I want you to look at the interview that Jamar did with Dr. Umar. Not the long joint, because one of them joints is like an hour, man. I ain't watched them. The one that's like 20 minutes. You know, I'm just, I haven't built myself up to that level yet where I can watch people's lives for like two and three hours and... Some people have five-hour lives, and some people have three-hour podcasts. Now, just it's too much to do in a day to just listen to somebody talk for three hours. So, even me, I try to keep what I got going on for my ten minutes to thirty minutes longer. Then, collect the offer, and then we out of here. <laughs> no, though, peace of black power to your family. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, man. I want you guys to check that out. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Check the users out as well. Let me know what you think. And I get it with you guys next time. Peace and black power.